Hello, Internet. This is Ewan Spence and ESC Insight Calling. And I think it's only right that I take a moment at the start of this week's podcast as well. The international reaction to Russia's invasion of Ukraine has been swift, from military support through financial seizures to cultural embargoes and beyond. And as that goes on, the news coming out of the country is horrific. The personal connections we all have brings this even closer to home. As a community, we know those protesting inside Russia. We know those who are fleeing Ukraine to find refuge. We know those staying behind to fight. And we know those who are flying into Ukraine and into Kiev to bring back news from a capital city under siege. So how can we carry on with the Eurovision Song Contest, with its shiny floors, its bright colours, and positive, cheery outlooks. To quote a good friend of the podcast, art and culture is how we drag ourselves through hard times. Part of the remit of the Eurovision Song Contest was to do just that in the aftermath of the Second World War. It's continued to do that through conflicts large and small across the continent through the years. It has shown defiance, helping countries metaphorically stand up to say loudly and proudly that they exist. It has shown resilience in the face of worldwide pandemic to offer a collective moment of distraction. And it has been an ever-present companion in both the good times and the bad. Where else would you find the poignancy of Jamala singing 1944 at the German and Romanian national finals as her husband stays behind in Ukraine to help with evacuation efforts? Where else would you find an artistic moment that can be shared live with hundreds of millions of viewers around the world? And where else will you find a command to eat your salad before sharing your bananas with a Norwegian canis lupus? The world is a complicated place, but art and culture cannot, must not, be switched off. It will be through art and culture that many of us will relate to history, and sometimes to escape from it for a short time. If it helps you to hear someone say it's okay to enjoy these Eurovision moments, it's okay to enjoy these Eurovision moments. So with that in mind, the news podcast. Yes, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. I'm Ewan Spence, behind me is the team at ESC Insight and then the rest of the communities. We bring you seven more days in the world of the Eurovision Song Contest. This season, of course, all leading up to that grand final on Saturday the 14th of May with the semi-finals Tuesday the 10th and Thursday the 12th of May before that. And before that, on Monday the 9th, the grand final of the American Song Contest. So it's all happening. Um, as always, those of you who are looking to Turin, keep an eye out for tickets going on sale. They are not on sale yet uh, keep an eye on accommodation and travel always try and get refundable stuff and remember that as contest gets closer things are going to change no doubt avail- availability will increase uh, of course the Eurovision Song Contest does not exist in a vacuum as I talked about there at the start of the show following the suspension from the Eurovision Song Contest the Russian members of the EBU have announced their intention to leave the broadcasting union and while the paperwork has not yet arrived in Geneva the EBU has suspended all those stations from the governing bodies 
Uh, speaking there also at the start of the show in Yamala, uh, having escaped Ukraine with her children, uh, Yamala will be singing Ukraine's winning entry 1944, both the German and Romanian national finals this weekend. 1944, as many of you will know, concerns the deportation of the Crimean Tartars back in the 1940s by the Soviet Union and the hands of Joseph Stalin. So expect both a reflective and an emotional performance from those shows. And yes, we do have the American Song Contest, the grand final on May the 9th. But this week, we have the 56 artists who are going to be taking part. And it is a wide, wide range. You're going right down from emerging artists all the way up to household names in the music industry. The ones that stood out for me uh, singing for Ohio will be Macy Gray. Singing for Alaska will be Jewel. And singing for Connecticut, we have Michael Bolton. Huge wide range there. Qualifying rounds uh, start on March the 21st and then it'll be weekly on Mondays after that. Uh, some of the European countries are going to be picking up broadcasts. We await more broadcasting details and access as we get a little bit closer to the time. Okay, on with this week's results. <laughs> Okay, so it's been a relatively quiet week this week. There's a bit of a calm before it all starts to get manic with a whole bundle of eternal selections still to be announced. Songs that have been announced but not yet been released and the final shows in the national final season. We had one uh, internal confirmation and song release this week from the Netherlands. Artist S10 was announced last late last year with a note that the song, which would be in Dutch, would be released later. Well, this week was that later they were talking about. And we have the song De De Pe, premiered in Dutch radio before the music video arrived online. And it's fair to say that I have found this song utterly delightful. It's a song that is clearly less about let's try and manufacture a winner and more let's have a really good song that fits the artist. There's always been this sort of, well, last year's hosts do something a little bit different um, and the Netherlands entry this year is very much that, but it's still incredibly strong musically. In terms of competitive results, uh, two for here. Uh, first one is the Australian national final taking place, well, Saturday morning for all of us here in Europe. Uh, some last minute changes to the televoting rules and confusion in the broadcast over when the lines were closed. But that's all been investigated now by the broadcaster. Sheldon Riley fulfills his long held and oft stated desire to represent Australia at the Eurovision Song Contest. The song is not the same and he'll be taking that to Turin. Of note, Sheldon was second in both the jury vote, one point behind Jaguar Jones, and second in the televote behind Voyager. With 50-50, it is a game of two halves. You've got to score as many points as you can over both halves. And while Sheldon wasn't strong in either half particularly, second in both, his combined score was enough to take the victory over the two competitors even though it wasn't a clear runaway. You win, you win. 11 ran. Up in Finland, providing the contest with both a recognisable name to the general audience come May and a, well, there was something with guitars last year. Let's send another Blind Channel-esque song. It's the Rasmus winning through Finland's UMK show with a commanding jury and televote sweep, taking Jezebel to Turin and the counter about bad puns around their song title In the Shadows is already running. 
seven ran. Uh, intermediate rounds two this week. Uh, well, three actually. Serbia's in uh, midway through the Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, combo for its national final. But with the national final of Saturday night, we will do the full results on that lot next week. So, um, Iceland, first of two semi-finals in Song for Kepnin uh, from broadcaster RUV. So, Stefan Oli and the trio of Siga, Beta and Ellen qualify for the grand final. The three remaining performers will have to wait and see if they're awarded the single wild card save between the two semi-finals. There will be six to choose from. Three will save one of them to get a five-strong national final. Also of note, uh, they're singing in Icelandic in the semi-finals and in the grand final song of Kepner, they have to sing in the language they would like to sing at the song contest if they win. So, uh, Sega, Beta and Ellen's song will be staying in Icelandic and Stefan will sing his song in English which means that he'll be singing English if he wins the song contest uh, there to go to the other song contest and building up and building up five ran. Uh, finally, for the results, uh, Sweden. Many were expecting Anna Bergendahl to go direct to the final from the fourth and final heat in Melody Festivalen. Instead, third place uh, for Anna, and that will see her head to the new Don't Call It Andra Shansen semi-final this weekend, along with Lily Astor. Taking the direct ticket to uh, the big show uh, in a week's time is Medina with second place, but winning uh, is last year's sixth place uh, singer Clara Harrastrom with Run to the Hills, which is giving some of us lovers of the new wave of British heavy metal a bit of an Iron Maiden flashback. Unfortunately, there's no Steve Harris galloping bass lines in here, but the synth is really trying to get there. Seven ran. Uh, speaking of the semi-final uh, there in Melody Festival, let's note the draws for the two groups of four that will compete for the final ticket. So each group of four will get a vote and the top two will go to the grand final. The other two get whatever the Swedish equivalent is of the bus fare home. Semi-final one will be Tony Sekelius, Alvaro Estrella, Denis Strad and Anna Bergendahl. Semi-final two will be Teos, Lisa Miskovsky, Lily Astor and Kaziopaya. Two from each. So it's four run and then four run and four get to go forward after all of that. Okay, breaking down the country news. Well, those who've already selected the song are just basically staying quiet, doing rehearsals, working on staging, getting the paperwork done. Uh, a lot of countries have got dates for release of either remixes um, or internal selections. So Albania, the uh, the Eurovision edit of Secret is March the 4th. So as we record this podcast, go find it on the official channels, youtube.com slash Eurovision and the usual corners of the internet. Also uh, coming out today is the studio release of Achille Laro's Stripper for San Marino. Uh, we heard yesterday as we record, so Thursday, an 80-second snippet of the Austrian song. Popped up briefly online. It's gone away again. Uh, the official release there is March the 11th. The day before that, March the 10th, we will have our debut of the Greek song. Um, and the day before that, we will have the song release uh, and confirmation of the internal selection from Switzerland. It's March the 8th. 
Okay, outside of that, um, Norway following the win of Give That Wolf a Banana. Uh, Subwoofer have seen some notable numbers in Spotify and number five uh, in the global viral charts. That peak matches the peak of Mahmoud and Blanco, who also managed number five, but is still just behind Spain's Chanel, who reached number three in those viral stakes. Plus, lots of appearances uh, in national charts on Spotify around Europe. So, basically... They've got some traction outside Norway. Thumbs up. Um, or is it bananas up? Not quite sure. Um, just a little nod also to uh, RuPaul's Drag Race here, uh, which featured its first Eurovision song in the lip sync section. When it comes to a pub quiz, the answer to that question is it was sung by Netta and it was Toy, which won back in 2018. Right, what have we got around Insight and what have we got to look forward to over the next seven days? Well, first up, uh, our previous podcast episode was The Question. Vinros Russell, joined by members from the wider Eurovision community, mostly from YouTube, uh, answering the big question. Uh, and this episode was about success. What would a success look like for Turin and their hosting of the contest this year? Have a listen back to that one in the podcast feed. Uh, we're carrying on with explaining Melody Festival and to you. It's not second chance, it's the semi-final this weekend. So Ben Robertson is taking a closer look at how all that runs and how it's actually a much more positive experience in terms of voting. And yeah, we got some stuff next week about... Uh, how important TikTok is to the song contest as well. Um, other things that are happening over the next week or so, well, as we record this show, we can look forward to Friday night's uh, national final in Germany and the second semi-final in Serbia. Saturday, uh, we've got national finals in Denmark, in France, in Romania and Serbia, as well as the second semi-final in Iceland, the first semi-final in Portugal and the aforementioned semi-final in Sweden's Melody Festival. And Portugal's second semi-final is on Monday the 7th and then next weekend, Saturday the 12th, it's our final run of national selection shows Portugal, Iceland and Sweden the icing on the cake as we get our 40 songs ready for Turin and yeah they've all got to be submitted to the EBU by Monday the 14th of March we won't necessarily uh, have to have them published so we might not have all 40 songs in our playlist but I suspect we will have and at that point once we know our contenders then it starts to get even more interesting as we enter the war preview phase the song contest calendar that includes preview parties uh, March 26th is the Barcelona party April the 3rd is London Eurovision April the 9th is Eurovision concert over in Amsterdam and April 15th 16th is Eurovision Spain's pre-party there as well um, all of those that are slowly building up the guest list keep it on the socials when we get into the preview part of the season we'll be having a look at those guest lists as well but for now uh, that is the podcast and I've been saying this every week for for some time, but but really this week it's it feels even more important to all our friends out there. We do love you. Uh, to all our friends we've not yet met, we love you too. All of you stay safe. Be kind to each other. We'll catch you back here next week. Ta-ra for now. Here's our guitars. <laughs> ESC Insight News podcast this week was hosted by Ewan Spence, written by Ewan Spence and the team at ESC Insight, www.escinsight.com and support us, patreon.com slash escinsight.